come here, get off. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Turn On. Today, we are going to give you a little quickie. Now, most of y'all know Killa is my soulmate. I am her secondary soulmate. I say (laughs) secondary only because she currently has a partner. Well, she not currently. She has a partner, and I'm trying to be respectful. Really? I'm her first soulmate. (laughs) Um, But... We feel like y'all know about us, but not everything about us. I so mean, we know a share. lot. They know a lot. And how will we share? <laughs> interviews. Mo interviews. So, we have a few questions we're going to ask one another. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're going to do that. Okay. So, let's go. One, two, three, go. Y'all are going <laughs> to love it when we start having video. <laughs> Uh, Cause I stay dating. It's a lot happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm so it. you want to start it off? Sure. So the first question for you e, is: Outside of the show, what do you do with your time? Outside of the show, what do I do with my time? I saw this meme recently, and I think did he, were you the one that sent it to me? It said like I realized most of the time spent with my girlfriends is <laughs> like going out to eat. Yes, I did send you that. <laughs> Yeah, like 90% of our social interaction. Do you know that the person who uh, tweeted that was my intern years and years ago? Oh my gosh. I mean, the world is so true. Why are we that happy to have? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like I I enjoy spending time with the people that I love. I really love the relationships that I have in life. So, I do a lot of like going to people's houses staring at them, kissing on their babies, all of that. Um, Y'all know I have a full-time job, a a regular nine-to-five that I work. I'm also a mother to a fantabulous little guy. Um, uh, And I'm working on my work as the erotic revolutionist. Um, It has been something that I kind of grew into through this podcast. but I am currently get, getting certification in sex education, whatever that means. And I am kind of building my empire. So watch out, y'all. Erica's going to be peddling good orgasms soon. Not like giving them, but like the gospel. Honestly, aren't you orgasms. already peddling orgasms? Um, I want to back up to something that you just said. You said... Sex education um, certification or whatever that means. What is? Let's dig there. What you mean? So I um so I want to do sex education, right? We kind of came to that, and I feel like I lack some of the the basics around sex education. Like I know what I like, I know what I know, but I don't know everything. And not that I need to know everything, but I do feel like I need to have a better foundation if I'm going to be the person that people come to for questions, advice, at least like know where to point them uh, to get answers. So I am a part of, uh, I work with, not work with, I attend classes 
with this company organization. Um, and I am doing classes pretty much. They're like an online web based. You kind of track out your own time period. Um, and I do classes and it gives me just the, the foundation, sexual communication, intro to kink. Um, the one thing that I like about the program, it is a little hippie, but they are trying their best. It's run by white, a by white woman, but she's trying her best to make it um, recognize that people of color exist and fuck, you know? Um, I say whatever that means because I am now starting to kind of reject the idea of certification. <laughs> so, um, I am still doing the classes, but I'm picking and choosing what I'm doing. So I will probably finish the program, not having finished all the coursework that comes with it, just because I feel like I don't need to do course. I don't need to like write a 15 page paper about ASEPT, which is the certification bodies. I don't need to write, I shouldn't have to write a 15 page paper about like ethics in sex education because I don't want to get asex certified you know I just feel like I need for myself to have a more organized way of learning this information Mm -hmm. and I'm also like meeting really dope people that are doing the same thing I'm doing and getting some really cool resources so I am sort of kind of getting certified i'm just collecting knowledge okay like infinity stones i'm yeah, like like real like deep into <laughs> i'm deep into a uh marvel cinematic universe watch right now so infinity oh. stones are constantly on my mind don't make that face so okay. i used to you know i like a good superhero sci-fi yeah, was, thing so i was gonna ask like what well okay first you answer that the question what do you do okay. outside of the turn on and then i'll add my other question in later okay uh shit so much um i am an author a journalist and an editorial consultant outside of um co-hosting and executive producing this show with you so basically my work centers around um bringing the lived experiences and advocacy and joy of black folks and other folks of the color to the center of the page. Like we get pushed to the margins all the fucking time. And I'm all about putting us right where we belong in the middle where Love everybody that. can see us. Be the center. Yes. And so of course this show really features into that overall mission of all of my work. Um, I write books. Right now I'm writing a book about, um, it's currently called Complex Saviors. I don't know if that's what it's going to be called when it's over. I was over. just about to shout it. Complex I just don't know. <laughs> I'm just not sure if it, if it without a subtitle gets you all the way to what the book is about. Um, so I'm constantly thinking about it even as I'm working. But so the book is about the ways that racism um, kills black women and girls and the ways that we save ourselves. And it's been pretty cool because I'm, you know, talking to all of these folks like advocates and activists and policymakers and 
doulas and doctors and just all kinds of really dope black women and non-binary folk who are doing the work, um, you know, both locally and nationally. And, you know, the hope is that when folks finish the book, like that we, that I have pulled together all of these um, modes of saving our lives that work and that are replicable across the country. Um, Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. It's been kind of difficult to do because I've been battling with my own health issues and honestly writing about (laughs) the ways that this system has us fucked up while getting fucked up by the system has been tough. I was going to ask, I mean, I think it could seem like what you do, like you write, you write about a bunch of heavy shit, right? Yeah. But you also mentioned joy. Yeah. That's important to me. So um, one of my books is How We Fight White Supremacy, and I always sign it. Like, I hope you found some joy and some hope here. Mm -hmm. And when people read it, they're like, oh, shit. I laughed (laughs) a lot or damn, like I really connected with the work that this person is doing and I might've cried a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. it's important to me that, um, like, yeah, this shit's heavy, right? Like white supremacy is heavy as fuck. It's trying to suffocate us every day, but there is not just a place for joy, but I think it's really an important mode of resistance. It's an important part of us being able to be our whole selves. Like, who are we if not funny as fuck as black people? Like, it don't take but two seconds on Twitter to figure that out. Whenever there's, like, some shit going on in the world, I love running a Twitter because niggas are going to make it the best. Like, I... In a I crisis. <laughs> I'm like, oh, some shit burning down. Like, that whole capital insurrection, bitch. I was on Twitter like, yeah, get them. What they saying now? <laughs> well, and I think that our show contributes to that tradition, right, of, like, finding joy and pleasure, um, even in the midst of, of shit that could be really fucked up. Like, the, the sexual history of Black folks in this country is fraught as fuck. Absolutely. But... Yeah, but we make space for it to be joyful and pleasurable and, you know, not confined to some terrible ass box that racists want to put us in. And I think that informs all the rest of my work. It all kind of fits together like a weird ass puzzle. So um, that's most of what I do. I'm also a doula. It's been a while since I helped a baby come out into the world because quite honestly, it was fucking with my anxiety. Um, having a young child and being on call for two weeks when somebody is close to delivering was, it had me all kinds of fucked up. Like not sleeping. You got to be able to answer the phone at 3 a.m. True story if somebody's in labor and leave from wherever the fuck you at. Um, and it was just too hard to do with a little person. So yeah, the last baby I helped <laughs> was our homegirl's little fat child. I love that baby. Oh. <laughs> It's cool. I am his fave. You are his fave. It's true. But as his mama reminds him, I saw him before she did. You know, um, <laughs> actually, he's now getting at the age where he's like just a rambunctious little thing. Mm-hmm. So the way that and I he don't like to wear pants, I call, I'll call them and I'll say, hey, <laughs> I farted. And he just, oh, Lord. I know it's so gross because if my son farts, I can't stand it. But 
it's okay for him to do it in somebody else's house. (laughs) That's awful. Um, But so, yeah, that's the other. What else do I do? So I watch Marvel movies right now. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, (laughs) tell me about, like, an unknown love or an unknown hobby. Something that you do that people would look at you and not might not expect. I mean, probably that. I um, I used to watch them like in the theater, like night that they came out when I lived in New York. Like I saw Iron Man and the night before it came out because I was in New York and we saw it in Times Square. Um, that was a thing that was that I used to do all the time. And then my daughter hit that age where I couldn't take her ass to the movies no more mm-hmm. <laughs> because she started screaming at the uh, screen like a nigga. And so I start I started like missing movies because I couldn't take her with me and I you know I couldn't leave her anywhere because she was attached to me at the boob, um, and then it just kind of got away from me. It started to feel overwhelming, like there was too much for me to get back in. And then WandaVision happened, and you know I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna watch this." And man, WandaVision brings me so much joy. Like I work to get everything I have to get done on a Friday. I try not to work on Fridays. Um, but like appointments or, you know, admin, whatever the fuck. And then I lay on my couch by myself and turn the sound up and watch an episode of WandaVision every Friday. And it makes me so happy. But it also made me want to fill in like some of my knowledge gaps and make sure that I could get like all the Easter eggs and stuff. So I started um, a watch chronologically of um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm like through Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I finished that last night um, as I was going to So <laughs> you are, so this is Kenria. <laughs> anything she does. Like, see, I would just be like, ooh, this is cool. That was weird. That That's weird. That's strange. <laughs> and then just leave it at that. Whereas Karen's like, I need to do a deep dive and a Girl, yeah. hour uh Watch. I read reviews after I watch the show. What's so funny is that my partner is the same way. I do that too. But with that though, with that show, like there's all these Easter eggs and interconnected stuff. And it's just, it's a community. And you know, shit, I like the community. We build a one. Um, but my partner's the same way. So we, we're right now very much into like Korean, um, I don't even know what genre to call this shit. It's, we, we, we just watched anti-porno over the weekend and that was um interesting yeah i can't even really describe it you're gonna have to look it up (laughs) um and the handmaiden and like we've just just been watching a lot of um foreign films but it's great like we watched them and then he and i both like head to google and look to see what actor was in this and were they in this other movie that we watched oh shit they are because he's really good at remembering faces and i suck at it and don't remember it's the same person that we saw in this other movie <laughs> like, oh my god we watched this amazing movie called raw last weekend that is not korean that was um french i think okay. lord have mercy anyway so another thing is that i love movies in general mm-hmm. not just marvel movies movies great tv um i just I don't know. I like media, which is, I guess, a good thing because I work in it. Um, But yeah, what I don't really do are reality shows, which you know. (laughs) Bitch, I love me a good reality show. I know. I love highbrow and lowbrow reality show. I love if ever there's a thing as highbrow, but you know, I love the Housewives and I love the Chasing Atlantis. 
Yeah, I just like, um, I like competition shows. Like, I watch, like, baking shows, competitions, and, like, things where there's some kind of a skill involved. I watch the fuck out of those. And me and my kid watch, like, Zumbo. Like, all the good baking shows on Netflix we watch. Yeah, that's what she makes me watch. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Um, next, questiones. Okay. So... You know, you you were saying like you have a day job and now you have um, erotic escapes and you're working on your sex education, um, education. Yeah. Yes. Empire. Mm-hmm. How did you get here? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know how far <laughs> back I should go. Um, in high school, I won a beauty pageant. And as a result of the beauty pageant, I won a full ride scholarship to Howard and I ended up at Howard. Yes, um, ma'am. Which completely changed my life. Like best decision, hands down, I've ever made. Well, one of the best. I can't say which one because I don't know what else I'm missing. But one of the best I'm decisions. I'm you got a whole ass kid, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but one of the best decisions I had ever made. Um. And I mean, what? Yeah, I guess kids are decisions. But anyway, <laughs> um, they absolutely are one way or yes. the other. Yes. <laughs> so, um, ended up at Howard and got my degree in Afro studies. I didn't even think about it now that like I do so much with Black people. I'm literally mm-hmm. just now connecting that like right now that I do so much with Black in people. In the moment, I majored in, in Afro studies in college. At the time, I was just like. I was a first generation college student. I was like, I'm here. I'm going to enjoy this shit. Mm. My family fucking tripped because they were like, you're supposed to be a teacher, doctor, a lawyer. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. I circled back around a teacher, but I'm teaching about like sex now. But um, ended up here, Afro studies major, graduated, just kind of stayed in the D.C. area, never left. And then, you know, D.C. is the land of government associations and nonprofits, and so I kind of ended up in that area of uh, of the world. And um, throughout this entire thing, I've had Hilla Can as my best friend. Um, she we pledged our sorority together, and I felt like we always did things that like did such different things in life, but as I think I come back to who I, closer to who I am, what we're doing aligns so much more. And so mm. when Killa called me one day and was like, we need to do a podcast. Cause you know, everybody thinks they should do a podcast. But when she was like, we should yeah. do a podcast. I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and the turn on was born. And um, the turn on has kind of led me into, again, getting back to who I am. And that's how the sex education came piece came about. And then, you know, I it's hard to say. I mean, I know I was like, how did you get here? But I just got here by, and this is so weird for me to say because I'm usually one with the plan, but I got here by just kind of following the path that the that the Lord has put out in front of me. You know, mm-hmm. I just kind of stepped and was like, what's happening next? And then the step pops up and I'm like, well, I guess I'm going left. So, That's faith. Yeah. What about you? How'd you get here? 
so I too had a um, full ride to Howard. Uh, it was academic. I had to get the hell out of Ohio, <laughs> like period, the end. Um, great place to be from, but not where I wanted to live anymore. And came here, majored in journalism. But my, my specialization was PR. Uh, <laughs> Which has been helpful for it us here at the <laughs> Yes. Um, but I got bored while I was still in school. I started interning in like fucking high school. So like halfway through school, I was like, oh, this ain't for me. I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically just kind of got excused from all my the rest of my PR classes and focused on print and ended up working in magazines. Um, and I did that for a few years. So I guess I still kind of do that. Um, <laughs> I do a lot of shit. Moved to New York after graduation, worked in magazines, went to grad school and got a degree in publishing because I thought I wanted to start my own magazine. That was like always my ambition. That was my little spunky black girl thing. Um, Until I realized I didn't actually want to do that shit either, Um, which really happened after I got laid off from a magazine that I was working at right at the heart of the recession or the beginning of the recession. And I was applying to all of these jobs. And, um, well, that's not true. I was looking at all these jobs. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't want a job. Yeah, like legit was just like, I don't want a job. I don't want somebody else back over my shoulder. How about I use this time to try to build a freelance business while I have unemployment? And so that's what I did. And after about a year of freelancing, I moved back to the D.C. area. Um, because I was kind of close to wanting to have a kid, didn't want to do it in the city, wanted to be back down in this area close to my friends um, and my chosen family. And uh, <laughs> friends. Yes. And so did that and steadily like built up my business and started writing books, like just kind of started, like had ideas and was like, fuck it, let me try. Um, and which is a lot of, I think, kind of related to the way that you're saying, like you just kind of stepped so much of my career has been me taking steps and then asking myself questions, Mm -hmm. (laughs) asking God questions. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like the big question I ask myself right now is this is bring me joy. Um, you know, I am super blessed in that I have a constant stream of Um, consulting and freelance work and lately and I've been talking about this on our social media a lot like I have been asking myself does this bring me joy and oftentimes the answer is no and so I say no to work um my bills don't like it but they get paid (laughs) the universe provides every time Jehovah Jireh yo like God always provides and so I remember that and I try to um, constantly shift my work closer to joy every time. So if I get into a contract and realize, oh, I don't like these people. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like this work. I feel stressed out just thinking about having to work on this contract. I finish my work up, I deliver, and then I leave. And I don't mm-hmm. do anything with them anymore. And I don't burn bridges, but I also just remember how those gigs make me feel or those people. Because sometimes it's the folks you work with and not the work. Um, and remind myself that, like, I didn't quit jobs in order to work 
on shit that I didn't love, right? So like my last job, which I quit last year, um, I was the senior editorial director at Color Lines. I always wanted to be an editorial director or an editor in chief. Like that was my, you know, 20 something year old Karen's dream. And then I, you know, got there and was got like, there and was like yeah, because so much of running a show is administrative and managing up as opposed to doing the work that you love that mm-hmm. got you there in the first place. And uh, I just, that's not what I wanted. That's not how I wanted to spend my days. I was spending so much time um, managing things that in the grand scheme of things didn't feel important and weren't feeding me and definitely weren't giving me any joy that I'd be too exhausted to do the things that I loved. And so, Girl. yeah. And so like when I find myself, um, like I think like day before yesterday, I got up and I was like, I don't know, it was like 10, 10 o'clock or something. And I was like, oh, are you behind? And I had to stop myself. Like I hadn't gotten enough stuff done. I was like, behind what? <laughs> like, bitch, you set your schedule. Yep. The work will get done whether you started at, 10 o'clock or started at noon you'll get it done like there you don't you don't have a boss be like just relax and and be kinder to yourself mm-hmm. um and so that is really like a big part of my <laughs> journey right now is remembering that I am supposed to be building a life that I adore and that comes with building days that I enjoy and not just days that I'm working to get through I don't want to spend all my time trying to get to Saturday yeah yeah. Right. yeah. Um, what's the most fun thing about what you do? Mm. Well, if I'm doodling, it's when the babies finally come and I get mm. to see their little fat faces. Um the this show, my favorite thing is honestly just fucking cooning with you. Um yeah, it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. y'all, I get to spend my days <laughs> twice yeah. a week. Yeah. My best friend. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just just dope. I don't, it don't really get too much better than that. Um, yeah. And then with the writing and stuff, it's like when the book is done, but before mm-hmm. I have to start promo. That <laughs> <laughs> little period of time. Yeah, or I get to look at it, but I ain't got to go talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, yeah, for me, like, I definitely feel like I, not that I have made it there, but I see myself building the life that I want. You know, I mean, and it's the life that I want now, mm-hmm. but like, I, like, like you said, my job is to coon with my best friend. And yeah. we have such a good relationship that even the work, we know, like, we know each other's strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. and so we just, like, it's it just works. And we grant each other grace. Exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah. it just, it's like, it's, a, it's great. You know, like, I, Karen was having some health issues, and I was like, okay, don't worry, we're going to move this, I'm going to do it. And, like, mm-hmm. being able to do that for my bestie was just like, oh, this is yeah. great, you know? Or the time I ate an edible and forgot that we had a, <laughs> a interview scheduled. Kimmy was like, okay, don't worry. We got it. You know? So yeah. that is my favorite thing about the podcast. Um, 
my favorite thing about sex education, I feel like I have, I personally, my work with sex, my work, my journey through sex education had a lot to do with like my divorce and getting out, you know, and Mm -hmm. going through the uncoupling of a marriage or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I am so happy with who I am and where I am and how I express Mm -hmm. myself and how I feel and all that. And I love being able to help guide women, black women and femmes and non-binary folk through that same process. And so like seeing them get that kind of joy that I have, I'm like, oh, I love it. That's what's up. Yay. What's the most challenging thing? about your work podcast stuff um social media I hate social media Mm. um and not like just actually doing it like I love being on Twitter like (laughs) Kiki and and all that I love it I love consuming it it's just it is tough for me to do the promos and Karen is so good at it and then I'm like hey (laughs) y'all Um, so, I mean, it probably comes <laughs> off a little different, but that's how I feel. I wanted to say, um, you come off great. <laughs> uh, and least favorite part about the other part is just working my nine to five. Like, I hate to say it, but I am hitting that point where my nine to five is stealing from my energy mm-hmm. to work on the projects that I want to work on. So, um, I'm trying to transition. And that's scary, but fun. And you want to know something else? Hmm. Every time, like, this is how you know you have, like, an amazing ass crew of people. I've made a pretty big announcement among my girlfriends. I made a declaration. Things are happening. And every single time I tell one of them that, they are so excited for me. Mm. Like, anybody else... Um, any, I, nothing. I just feel like the the doubter in me, or like the you know the the old Erica is in the back of my brain. Like, girl, you shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be taking these big leaps. What are you doing? And all of my girls are like, mm-hmm. "Bitch, fuck yeah, this is great. Do it." And I'm just like, "Whoa," <laughs> you know. And so it just feels so good to be surrounded by people that support you yeah that was totally off topic but um what about you what is the most challenging thing about what you do um I think maybe two things um one of them is just like breaking like throwing away old scripts so you know when my brain is like you know hey bitch you might want to say yes to this work so your life stay on um, having it so hard to relax that we good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, like that is sometimes difficult, but getting much easier. It, it's honestly just like practicing, um, coming out of a scarcity mindset and moving into one of abundance, um, has been really, really helpful. And then I think the other one, honestly, and it's, it's, it's actually very much tied to that is avoiding overwork. Um, I, my therapist will say, if it weren't for HIPAA, (laughs) that I'm a work addict. And uh, (laughs) 
I have to, like, I give myself um, time limits on how long I can work on things. I take breaks and I eat where I'm not allowed to like actually be working on anything. Like I have to read a book or maybe I can go on social media as long as I'm not working on social media. Um, I have a hard stop time for working on client work uh, Monday through Thursday. I have uh, enforced that I no longer work on the show on the weekends, which you've been incredibly helpful with. Um, And I don't do work for anybody. I give one of my clients 30 minutes on Fridays (laughs) Um, because I was finding that two days just wasn't enough. And like some of it is just that my body is requiring a lot more rest these days. Um, But a lot of it is just, again, like coming back to that whole, what do I want my life to look like? Well, you know what? I only want to work four days a fucking week. I don't want to, you know, be rushing to the weekend and then end up spending the entire weekend at my computer, you know, looking up and I've been working on this project for five hours. Like that is a thing that happens to me constantly on the weekends. And so um, working to not overwork and to listen to my body and take breaks, um, even in the middle of projects, if that's what I need to do, has been challenging, but incredibly rewarding and like the days when I do too much, like, um, I think Tuesday, no, yeah. Oh God. Yesterday. Um, I mean, I worked so many hours that I couldn't see straight and you know, I don't go to bed early, but I was in the bed at nine 30 last night. Look at that. Yeah. But, but it's not good. It's, I was in the bed early because my body was so and my brain were so burnt and I still, I needed to edit this book that I'm working on. I needed to put in a smooth 90 minutes on that, but I couldn't. But see, I listened to my body and went to sleep anyway. Yeah. Um, there was will, a time when I would have said, fuck it and pushed. Yeah. I, that's why I'm like, that's why I was like, oh yeah. Because even hearing that you were like crazed and overworked, I haven't heard that. I'm not saying it hasn't been in a while. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I, Towards the end of the year last year, I was like, look, bitch. Oh, yeah. Right. Too much. But, um, you know, I just, I think you're doing a really great job of, like, self-regulation, which is Thank great. You. I'm trying. It doesn't help that I get dragged in my therapy sessions if I don't. I guess it does yeah. help. Yeah, it does <laughs> help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, what is a little known fact about some other shit you do? Oh, uh, I'm the intern books editor at Essence. <laughs> I never say that. <laughs> I do that. I edit the the book section. That's pretty big, I guess. Okay. That's something people don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't okay. think of nothing else. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I just got a dope fellowship. Congratulations. Round of applause, baby. Make that ass clap. Hey, yeah. So that's that's cool. I think Um, that'll be uh, announced in between when we record this and (laughs) when this goes up. up. Yeah. (laughs) Now we'll edit that one. Yeah. Um. Okay. What about you? Um. I knit. Does that count? I'm working on it. You knit? <laughs> you Did know, I know that you knit? 
I don't think so. Right now, it's kind of one of those things that I do that allows me to just kind of turn off my brain and keep my hands moving. So, yeah, I try to do. It's been very. I mean, like I, I'm not good at it. I don't know how to do anything other than like square or rectangle items. But it's just something that like kind of helps me just do, you know, it just, I don't have to think about it. It's just kind of just keep going. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Mm. Um, I tried to learn how to knit. I bought, well, no, I didn't buy it. I got like a little kit. I think when I worked at Reader's Digest, because they used to make all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like a knitting kit. And um, I never got good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I adore people that can do like an amazing job. I can't, <laughs> but it's more about just being able to sit and turn off my brain and do some stitches and, you know, like, cause when I have, when I get anxious, I have all this energy and I need to be doing something. And so that helps. That's what's up. Yeah. So, so what's next for you? What's next? Um, Complex well, years and. Yes, so Complex Saviors is next, and that's really it. (laughs) I'm kind of in that vein of the whole I'm saying no to things. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking on any other um, big projects. And the fellowship, one of the reasons that it's awesome is that it kind of affords me the opportunity to say no to a few things. Yeah, like I don't have to take on the, what I call the low reward uh, projects in order to, um, you know, pay those bills that's over there shooting lasers at me. It allows me to <laughs> spend a little bit more time <laughs> actually um, writing on this project that I'm super passionate about. So, yeah, I guess it's it's that. And season four of the turn on. Season four. Which is coming. Bitch. Next Season week. Four up this motherfucker. <laughs> what about you? Um, I am working on ways to transition from my nine to five into my empire, Erica's empire. That's what the folder is called on my computer. Yeah. Uh, so I am. I'll be launching my erotic revolutionist website soon. Um, I am doing this thing called erotic, the erotic escape. I don't know how, I think one is going to eat the other, but for now they're two Mm. separate entities, the erotic escape. I'm selling sex toys and, um, consulting with couples about ways to improve their intimacy and spice up their sex life. And again, I don't fucking know. But yes, I just feel do. like I'm bubbling with lots yes, of new you things. So, um, yeah. We'll see. You know. I know, but I don't. You know, I know that there are new things. I don't know what it's going to look like in the end. Right? Mm-hmm. So, that's where I am. Okay. But I'm very happy. I'm very excited about it. it. I used to, like, old Erica, Erica four years ago would have been like freaking the fuck out right now because mm. she has no idea of what, you know, 
what's next. Erica now is like, Ugh, I don't fucking know, but guess what? I don't be good one way or the other. So yes, that's true. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what's up. Where can folks um, connect with you outside of like all the show places? Uh, my Instagram is the erotic revolutionist. Um, we'll include a link. Uh, I'm not as active as I should be, but, and then, uh, I, my erotic escape website is the erotic escape.com. And I'm like peddling, peddling dicks and pocket pussies <laughs> over there. Um, yeah, just keep up on Instagram and I have no problem using the turn on to like push my shit. So yeah. red, just keep following us on our socials and you'll find me. What about you, Killer? Um, so I am Kenria on all the things. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. K-E-N-R-Y-A. And uh, my website is Kenria.com. I fucking love my website. <laughs> I fucking love your name because it's just <laughs> like it's I can't get Erica.com. I want Erica.com. Um, I can't get Erica.com. I think Erica.com not even with like, like all your names or some combination thereof. It's a porn star or something. Oh, I do have my first. I do have ericaeaster.com. Oh, well, that's dope. What's wrong with that? That's your name. Yeah, I do have ericaeaster.com. <laughs> See, um, look at that. Yeah, so that's where I am. That's where um, the latest on books and articles and appearances on other people's shows um, are housed. But no events because I ain't doing what? events yeah oh, no not yeah. for like and six months Kim, we might not say it but follow us here and i'll make sure i'm telling y'all about her projects oh thanks boo appreciate you mm-hmm. Yo. okay with that this was your quickie yeah is this, is this final quickie before season four it is yeah season okay. four starts next week next week for the podcast Live and in, well, not live, but on video. (laughs) We gotta like be camera ready and shit. Eh, Marginally. Yeah, I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) what does that mean? All right, y'all. Well, this is Erica and Killer, two hoes. Making clap. clap. (laughs) Peace. Bye. This episode was produced by us, Kenry and Erica, and edited by Ballistic. The theme music is from Brazy. Now you can support the turn on and get off. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app, then drop us a five-star review and you'll be entered to win something that's turning us on. Just post your review and email us a screenshot at theturnonpodcast at gmail.com to enter. Our Patreon page is also live. Become a supporter today and you'll gain access to lots of goodies, including the Turn On Book Club and two-for-one raffle entries. And don't forget to send us your book recommendations and your sex and related questions. And follow us on Twitter at The Turn On Pod and Instagram at The Turn On Podcast. You can find links to books, merch, transcripts, guest info, and other fun stuff at theturnonpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you soon. Bye.